Okay, you ready? Yes. I'm recording. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I have to do the intro. Okay, go. Do the intro. Hi, welcome to Creative Hood. I'm your host, Melanie, and today we are joined by Yaiseli Gonzalez, also known as Ye. I'm an art director. God, I hear that so many times. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. You and me used to work together as an art director, copywriter team. Yep, you were my first. Do you remember how we met? Yes, I do. It was my first day in school, in Miami at school. <laughs> and you were super kind because you were a quarter ahead of me. And you were like guiding me through everything. Um, and you were kind of like my first friend. I remember Aww. Joanna was friends with you, but I remember you being like the leader of us. Like, yes, we're going to have lunch now or something. I, don't, I remember us going to Whole Foods. It's time for lunch. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we usually get pizza at Whole Foods Yeah, we're broke. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I was your tour guide, right, on your first day of school? You weren't my tour guide, um, but you were like one of them. And I remember you being like the leader. Oh. And I was like, oh, she's so cool. <laughs> That's right. She knows everybody. Everybody, yes. You've always been so friendly. Oh, so, thank you. That's something's never changed. <laughs> I'm glad my first impression was correct. I am cool. Yep. I'm very cool in person, too. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest. <laughs> and then I'll tell this story because oh you helped God. me get my first job. Oh, yes, yes. So then Please. two years later, Miami Ad School has these portfolio reviews after you graduate from the portfolio school and I'd gone to one in New York already I went to the one in Miami and at that time yeah I was living in Florida and Ye comes up to me out of nowhere and just like uh, hey you're a copywriter because yeah. I already had already something set in stone for after graduation mm-hmm. so I was just going to get the connections and whatever and or actually I was there also to find a writer <laughs> felt like a dating match. So I went and... um, She comes up to me and she's like, would you be interested in moving to New York City? I was like, would I? (laughs) Yes. And so then she sent my portfolio to the company she was working at and they liked me. And then they hired us. And at first for me, Mm -hmm. it must have been a different situation for you, but it was a two-week freelance gig is what they told me. Yeah. I think it was always, like, not set in stone, for sure. We were all like, eh, I don't know. Oh I even God. didn't even want to live in New York, to be honest. <laughs> I was at first, I was like, eh, I don't know. It's kind of, because I was coming from my internships in, in Europe, so my expectations of living in New York were very set high from what the experience I had in Europe. So when I came mm-hmm. to New York, I was like, this is kind of lame, mm-hmm. because it was such a big corporate experience and like no one really talked to me as an intern and yeah yeah we could go more in depth than that. But it was <laughs> oh, yeah it was like a really weird experience at first but um I was still had like that I need to be here it's New York mm-hmm. the best thing in the world yeah um, and I stepped into a wonderful New York experience I had nowhere to live and I had saw on Facebook that you just had a room opening in your four bedroom oh apartment God. in Harlem with six people living in that it. Was so I was crazy. like, uh, can I also live with you? <laughs> can we work and live together? I was like, I hope this is okay. And so that was fun. We lived there for three months. Yeah. And then moved to Brooklyn. Thank God we did. <laughs> 
that was an experience for sure. Every time I would be there, I'd be like, this is like a movie <laughs> in mm-hmm. my mind. It was like eight people and four rooms mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. One and one bathroom. bathroom. One oh, my bathroom. Gosh. oh, my God. That was a nightmare. I was like, we have to schedule showers. Come on, yes. people. Yes. Microwave use. There was laundry in the unit, that which was, was yeah. special. And we were so close City. to the train. Yeah. It was a spe- it was a good apartment. It was a great was, location because yeah. it was 10 minutes away from where we worked. Yeah. It's more like seven. Yeah. It was great. We did. I'm like <laughs> tearing a tear right now, like thinking about my commute now. Like, oh. Yeah. Um, but in, it was just the best time because we were all surrounded by advertising pe- people. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like inspired each other and like kept each other going and we all come home and talk like things that were happening in the agency or yeah. we were just trying to inspire each other to keep going so, mm-hmm. so it was nice yeah it was yeah. a good young ad people yeah. environment how old were you when you came to New York uh 24 okay I was 22 22 shout out to Taylor Swift you were a baby I know I was and now thinking about it I'm like wow a lot of things have changed in four years. It's been yeah. four years. So we have a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we do. We'll split this into two chunks. First chunk will be your story in advertising, how you got here. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about the adventures of Mel and Ye. Oh my God, guys, we have so much to talk about. So much. Okay, <laughs> so we start with Yaiseli Gonzalez. Yes, my story. Born? Mi historia in Cuba. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I was born and raised, as you know, wait, I was born in Cuba, raised in Miami, Um, but I've always loved the arts, and I've always wanted to get in the arts, but like when I was in seventh grade, I remember I wanted to be a photographer, really badly, and I was like, I want to get my camera, and like I submitted things to like Teen Magazine and stuff like that, (laughs) like Seventeen Magazine, and that didn't ever happen, but it was just Her Instagram handle... What did it used to uh, be? The girl with the camera tattoo. Mm-hmm. That was me. I always loved photography, but along the line, I just kind of got bored of it. In Miami, the only people that made money with photography was photo- uh, wedding photographers or like quinceanera, the photographers. And mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I really wanted to do Unless that. Unless you're making it with like model photography. Yeah. Like it was hard to get started there. Exactly. By the way, this was middle school when I decided this thing. <laughs> Got into high school. With all your experience. Yes, all my experience. Well, in middle school, I decided I really like photography. And then I went to high school. I took two years of photography class. And then they canceled my program, Mm. which was really sad. But it led to... Bring the arts to school. I know. That's so sad. Like, I really... I think that's one of the things I really... Yeah, me growing up, too, the arts kept getting cut. That was the one thing that really inspired... Like, it's, it's inspiring me now to do some type of change because that's led to me my career and it's interesting you're doing your podcast now because mm-hmm. I would have never known I didn't even know what an art director which I'll get to that but yeah um when I was a freshman I did photography class which is awesome it's like the coolest thing I've ever done and then because you did like the, the film photography so you get to develop in the dark room and I was really into it I was really close to my teacher and then they cut they cut the program mm. so I was very sad about that but my counselor put me in a newspaper. At first, I was like, newspaper? Eh, I, I don't really... I was about to change out of it, but then the teacher was like, I heard you like photography. You can be the photo, like, editor. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I got into the newspaper photo editor. I was a photo editor first year, like, my junior year. And 
she was kind of like my mentor throughout my high school because I was going through all, all like a hard time trying to get through high school. But like the arts was like the only thing that got me through it. You know, like that was the mm-hmm. only thing that I was like, I'm, I'm excited to go to school because I have the newspaper I have to do. And, yeah. and I was like, that was the one thing that got me to wake up in the morning in the depressing way. It sounds. But yeah, like I can. <laughs> so kids, you look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. So I did um, photo editing and then um when I was a senior, my teacher asked me, do you want to be the editor-in-chief? And I was like, whoa, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> like I, that seems like a big responsibility. And she's like, well, if you don't want to do that, then you can be the art director. I'm like, what the heck is that? I don't even know what art director. And she explained to me, and I was like, eh, I don't know, I'll think about it. And then she offered a co-photo editing, like, not photo editing, um, editor-in-chief position. So I'm like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll split up the work. We'll be fine. <laughs> so I did that, and... That was the first time art direction was kind of brought to my attention. And I did the newspaper. I was really into it. We did like, in- we learned InDesign on our own. She didn't even, our teacher did not know InDesign. We just <laughs> learned it from somebody else that was graduating. So wow. it was crazy. Yeah, like our, I don't think you know this story. <laughs> no, so this is good. Yeah. Our, <clears throat> we didn't have computers at home. We didn't have the program. So everything was in school. So we would stay up to like 7 p.m. working on the newspaper. Wow. And we would always, be asking like the seniors like how do you do this and like i think you do it like this so <laughs> just some kids putting together the yearbook you, yeah stuff like that <laughs> it was crazy but it was fun because you were making something that was your own and i mm-hmm. love that feeling and i think in senior year was when i took a um design class and that was when i was like whoa i love design but i also love photography yeah. <laughs> And those things were like, wait, what do I pick or what what's my calling? And my teacher was the one like, you'll be really good at PR or art direction. And I was like, okay, I'll look, I'll Google art direction a little further. And that's when I got introduced to Miami Art School. I just, I think I just Googled it. Like, I, <laughs> like my mind was just, I don't even know how it caught it to my attention, but... It seemed to have everything I ever wanted, especially at that age when I was like 18 and I was like, oh, I kind of want to travel. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of making like idea, like coming up with ideas and they just had it all. They were like, you can travel the world and do internships. <laughs> and and I was like, whoa, that's so cool. I want to go to San Francisco right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you did that coming right out of high school. A lot of people go, yes. like, get their undergrads or they have a whole career and they're trying to change and then they go portfolio school. I think you took the very efficient route and just did the yeah, thing you wanted yeah. to do. Yeah, so I did, like, a tour when I was in high school, but um, I was scared because I thought maybe I needed that. I did the community college for a little bit, but then I was like, this is not for me. Like, I already knew what I wanted and it felt like a longer route for it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll apply. I just applied, like, a $100 fee. I was asking everybody I knew, like, do you think this is the right decision? Because I was so nervous about it. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally um, got, a, like, accepted or I got into it, I was like, this is awesome. I was the youngest person there. Like you said, everyone um, either does, like, their bachelor, their, um, get a degree, and then go to portfolio school. But I just went straight to it. So I felt mm-hmm. like I, I really <clears throat> cheated the system a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a few people there that, that did, did that. that. And I was like, you kids are so smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was the best decision I ever made. Like, I was so nervous about it, but it really was the best decision I ever made. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I'm so happy about it. But anyway, so I made so many good connections and I met so many good people in the process, you included, that hey. it was so weird how we connected. Like, yeah, people know people, but then we just kind of like... Yeah, because we didn't hang out much during those two years. We didn't, no. From you... that first day to like the last day. Yeah. Because each quarter kind of like Is there stays in their clump. Yeah. Of people that they know. And except also, for a big like occasions. So I would like see you here and there, but Yeah. And also since a lot of people go to different uh, places for their mm. internships, it, mm-hmm. it's like you see them two quarters and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So then so, you start at Miami Ad School. Yeah. I started at Miami Ad School. I did all the the idea classes and stuff, met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I did three quarter Three quarter aways. Yeah. So in your first year, you're taking all these mm-hmm. classes to learn, like, how do you brainstorm? What's a good idea? What's a campaign? And kind of the basics of advertising. Yeah. And then you start working with a bunch of different people to kind of see what your style is. Also learning how to work with people. Which is a big one. Yeah. And then in your second year, you have the chance to do these quarter aways. Which is the highlight of your everything. Yeah. Because you do internships and you get to really get a not... Um, on the field field of what you'll be doing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would say my first internship is where I actually started to understand what my job would be. Exactly. <laughs> I know. And some it's sad to know that a lot of people, it takes them like six years of school or something to realize like, oh, maybe this isn't the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest if anyone can, at least try to do the minimum type of entry job at any of your favorite career, like your career you want to do, mm-hmm. and then get into it. If yeah, you get in there and work something so you can just see what it's like, <coughs> Yes, what people's roles are, Yeah, and you can ask people more questions. Yeah, people are more willing, like, oh, she's so cute, she's like an 18-year-old <laughs> asking questions, I'll, I'll answer them, versus like when you're 26 asking questions. Well, it's still, wow. it's fine, sorry, <laughs> no. It's like easier to ask stupid. Or we're gonna cut that. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier to ask questions when you're younger than when you're. Yay is still pretty young. So yeah. an old. I'm 26. Age is so young. I'm 26. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> oh, you're 26. Okay. I know. So where did you go on your quarter aways? Okay, I went to. Is it quarters away? Quarters away. You're the Where did here. you go on your quarters away? <laughs> I went to Prague in YNR Prague, and I was there for three months. Um, then after that, I went to Berlin and Saatchi, and then my ultimate goal was to finish my internships in in New York. So I got uh, the YNR position in um, New York. So I was really excited about that, and I've been here. For four years. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, since I was 22. That's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that's about it. <laughs> and that brings us to the adventures of Mel and Ye. Oh, God. Yes. At YNR. Yeah. So we worked together here for two and a half years until I scattered a doodle dude out of here. Peaced out. <laughs> yeah. And so where do we start with this? Oh, my God. Okay, what? Well, we first started as a freelance team. Yes. Which was a nightmare for us because we were like, hire us now, please. I want insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, yeah. It kind of sucked. 
Yeah, and I always tell this story. I'm like, we work two weeks, and then we're like, should we come back on Monday? And they're like, do you want to? We're like, yeah. So we just kept working, and it was like no security that we would have a job Mm -hmm. the next day. But they kept us around, and so we're like, hey, full-time, huh? Yeah. Benefits? Well, we could talk about the project that we got hired on. It was for Cirque du Soleil, which was like, oh, this is so cool. It was the coolest account that the agency had, Mm -hmm. and we won it. So I think that's kind of why they wanted to stick us around. Also, Mm -hmm. they paid us. (laughs) (laughs) So we're like, okay, fine, we'll... Yeah, it didn't we'll cost stick, much to keep much us around. around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we also lived together, which was like, I, we could talk about that. Living, like living and, and working, and working together. <laughs> Do like, we need to talk about that? Maybe not. That's a different podcast. Work-life balance. <laughs> yeah, we had none of that. Yeah. We're, everything was our New York experience. Yeah, but, but it was beautiful, I think, in, yeah. in like a... Oh, it's so poetic. It, it really was. was. <laughs> like, we were both all, like, new to it. You, me, and Paula, we were all mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Yeah. And every time I would come home, I felt a sense of relief because at least I get to talk to somebody about it, you know, and yeah. understood yeah. what, what's happening. I feel like you and me as partners, too, like, we built a real friendship, mm-hmm. and we knew we were there for each yeah, other. I hope that you were from Miami as well oh yeah we were surrounded by girls oh moving to new york that's a whole other thing i know we were like it was a culture shock so i talked about this with chad a little bit yeah and like it's just different and like people Mm -hmm. just talk different up here and (laughs) like we're like what is going on (laughs) just be real with me like (laughs) every time i hear that voice i kind of think of you and us looking at each other like oh my god like they all sound the same and it's really weird (laughs) does that mean it might be a little bit it's a mean but but it's it's true it's true (laughs) like everyone but everyone is the same which i think is what's refreshing about us and when our work mm-hmm. and any every time that I'm like I'm not sure if I should be in this room I'm like I do deserve to be in this room because mm-hmm. I bring something to the table that no one else has so that's right that's that, right that. yay yes and it's so true I always kind of like feel this insecurity whenever I'm in the room with all these you know, like mm-hmm. people that are don't look like me don't sound like me don't have mm-hmm. the same experiences as me and I yeah. have this sense of like I'm all rep- their relatives, yeah, know people, exactly. And it's like, well, I'm representing everyone that I know and like people that are like me. Mm-hmm. And if I can speak out for them, it's like brings me back to like this is why I'm here. You know, this is mm-hmm. if I wasn't here, then no one else likely would be here. So, and that was hard. I was gonna tell you when my first shoot with uh, the Snyder's shoe, the pretzel stuff I did. Mm-hmm. I had that sense all the time. Like I was like, I'm the only one like me around. Like really, mm-hmm. and it found so much insecurity in myself. But then I had to like stab myself like in like even I think more after because I was like going through a lot at that time. But after yeah. I was like, this is why I'm here. You know, like I I'm different from everyone, but it's it's a for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. that's so, right. And I'm hoping this inspires someone else yeah. who thinks just because they're different, they can't do what they want to do. That's why you need to do what you yeah. want to do. They need more people like you. Mm-hmm. They really do. Because then every industry. it brings more money for the brands. You know, you're representing people that, that, yeah. that aren't like Especially that. Especially in this field where advertising, I've always seen it as like they create pop culture. Absolutely. Besides like artists and like. People, but really, advertising's the one with the money, and mm-hmm. so whatever they want to fund, 
mm-hmm. is what's going to shape culture. Exactly. And so we need to have people that with look different like us, backgrounds, just, mm-hmm. different experiences, yep. don't all come from the same mold, yep. in there telling stories that no one else is going to think of. And it's exactly. not stories that people think is going to make more money, but stories that are real. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> But I guess going back to and our back to our fun time. So, yeah, so we had fun. <laughs> yeah, we got we were I think eight months freelancing. Yeah. Oh my god. It was, yep. Eight months freelancing before they hired us full time, and that yeah. day we we're like, it's happened. We're yeah. married. <laughs> it's official. I know. They, if to be honest, we should have left <laughs> and found a full time position. Like now thinking back, there was a lot of times that I should have just like. All right, like let's try to find a better because they were dragging us on and like yeah, yeah like we'll find a we'll find the money, but it was still yeah. good. We had a lot of we got our stuff produced like really quick. Exactly, two sides yeah. to every coin. Mm-hmm. To where it's like, oh, they should have hired me sooner. Mm-hmm. But we were working right alongside mid level senior creatives, and we were getting work produced in exactly. our first year there, mm-hmm. and so we weren't getting like junior work that a lot of our friends were getting at that time exactly. and that's why we were like uh maybe we'll stick around here yeah, and this is a lot of good experience mm-hmm. and we made a lot of friends too and that was special that's like the golden age of when our i think I, is while i was it's there. so true <laughs> it's so different now i mean now it's vml winer um, so a lot of things have so changed a lot naturally. of things have changed so like creative turnover is pretty quick and i feel like in new york city even mm-hmm. more so like Going to portfolio school, people were like, yeah, you're usually at a job two to three years and then you hop around. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So when that time was coming, I was kind of like looking for the next thing. Yeah. But it was tough because, I mean, I had to leave you. Yeah. Which was hard and everyone at the agency and stuff. But just a lot of factors played into it. And but I think it was it was the right thing. time. It was the right time. I think yeah. we all needed like to step back and really like I I've always relied on you on so many things like mm. writing the emails <laughs> and so many little stuff that when you left I'm like okay I gotta put my big girl hat on now and yeah do this stuff that it helped me and it, it obviously helped you because you've been doing great mm-hmm. so it's one of those things that it, everything happens for a reason for yeah. sure so I was excited for for me to like grow up a little bit <laughs> yeah it was a good time for both of us to yeah. grow well yes we got to produce a lot of really good things that first year mm-hmm. and it was really exciting for us because a lot of like you said like a lot of people were still doing web banners and trying to get their foot in the door with a lot of agencies and we were producing a lot of stuff so it was very fun i still have most of it from that first year in my book so yeah those are my favorite projects too mm-hmm. from that first year. and we created like a bond with everybody in the agency because we were kind of the first cool new hires mm-hmm. everyone else kind of came after us like a day no big deal yeah <laughs> yeah before they started hiring more young creatives mm-hmm. it was just you and a couple other teams mm-hmm. and we were all like this Where's... place is so lonely <laughs> like no one really talked to each other and we definitely created uh, with diane and leslie our, our bosses that hired them thank mm-hmm. god but they yeah. created that atmosphere Mm-hmm. yeah so it's encouraging to see how much a place can change in a year or two yeah and so also take that if the place you work at 
is nice. Mm-hmm. It's not what you want it to be right now. It can grow in the next couple of years, and you can be part of that growth. Me and Ye, so the office is right next to Central Park, and this was one of my favorite things that we ever did. And I think it might be the peak of my career, but we created a program called YNR in the, the Park, park yeah. where you would just take picnic blankets to two mm-hmm. rooms in Central Park that we named the green room and the sunny room. I remember that. And yeah. like take hot spots with you. And we're just like, uh, hello, we're right next to the coolest place in the world. Why aren't I we know. like encouraging people to go out there? And so different like culture projects like that too. Yeah. Those are fun things you could work on. We made a ridiculous infomercial. Infomercial <laughs> style video. That was fun. <laughs> and so fun things like that can happen. And so... We also want to talk about the reality of advertising, though. Mm, yeah, let's and get so, down to the dirty parts of that. Yeah. First, first of all, you're making things that people are paying to avoid. So you could keep True. So be realistic. Or be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> this it's isn't the next Marvel movie that you're working on. Yeah. It's an ad. It's an ad. And so for the majority of it, it's these things that just need to get done. Mm-hmm. And so it's not always creative. Obviously, the best projects you're going to work on are the creative ones where you could do anything. Yeah. And maybe there's a budget for it. But budgets do Probably limit a not. lot of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I think we came into it so like doughy-eyed and like anything's possible. And then very slowly kind of were yeah. knocked down from that and like into reality and I feel like we just weren't set up for the reality of the industry I would say my advice is to get a mentor ASAP or someone that's Mm. willing to mentor you I feel like I didn't really have a lot of mentors Mm -hmm. in those early stages so I was always thought I was like not good enough or like I was doing things wrong and Mm. every and I would always come home and maybe cry about it I'm like I don't know I'm doing this I suck and I think now I see that as like a mid-level. I see all the juniors break down and I'm like, I'm here for you. Like, (laughs) I know what you're going through. And now I see it more as like a natural thing. Like, it wasn't just a me thing. It's everybody goes through it. Especially this week, I saw like two, three art directors break down because it's a hard job. It's a hard, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of, you know, you have to have the type of heart for it and and it's hard it's hard to get used to that like no 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 keep changing things and then you start questioning like wait if i can keep if i'm changing stuff is it because i'm not doing it right and it's like no it's because that's the way the person that is viewing it or mm-hmm. they already know what the client is expecting and yeah. it's just so There's many so many things but you're, you, you put it on about. yourself you put it on yourself and it's a lot of work so Whenever I see um, junior art directors going through that, or any, I'm always like, it's okay, it's not you, it's part <laughs> of the process, I've been there, and I try to like talk them through it because I've t- definitely been there, mm-hmm. and it's hard. Yeah. It's the first couple, like I would say the first two years is probably the hardest. Yeah, and it is rough because it is a creative job, and mm-hmm. so there is a personal vulnerability of like, yeah, I work. put these words together, or I put this design together, they don't yeah. like it, is it because I'm just bad at being creative? You yeah, know? and it's not just thing. And also, your idea would always change 10 times before it's ever actually produced, and mm-hmm. that's something I'm still struggling with, <laughs> where I'm like, oh my god, I have to 
another change on this font and I'm like oh, so over it but it's just part of the process and and it's hard to do that and I mean you could do that or you could just make your own artwork and try to sell it on the side and, and if you need that outlet you can I've suggested that too to some juniors I'm just like if you really you're so talented and if this is really like bringing you and putting you in the box and do something on the side to like get your get that release out because mm-hmm. it's not gonna get any better <laughs> when <laughs> it comes to that yeah yeah that's a good point because <clears throat> what end up what ends up happening with creative and advertising is mm-hmm. you do need to detach yourself from the idea and like what's happening with the project yeah. I mean still advise on how to make it better and yeah, don't take things that, personal. But, don't, yeah. things to get, don't, don't take it personal. Ideas come in and skin. out. You'll come up with a better one tomorrow. Yeah. And just so many people will be part of the idea by the time it's done. It's not just a you idea. And so having another project where you're in complete control of it is very oh, that's nice. The best. It's and so that's nice. why, you know, this podcast is existing. Oh. <laughs> So, it's what I want right? to do. It's, I designed the I'm little so, thing. You've been talking about this for a long time. Oh, so yeah. I'm so happy you're doing this. Yeah. yeah. It's been like 10 different ideas. It started as like maybe a video series. I'm mm. like, no, let's do a podcast about this. Yeah. Podcasts are so, so cool. in right now. They really the, are. I find they're easier to ask people to do too. Yeah. Instead of a video. Videos like, oh my God, I know. I got to do my hair. I can't do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like it. And we're just having a conversation and staring into each other's eyes. Yeah, you're so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going with this? I don't know. Uh, what was um, your favorite project that you, you did? Oh, turning the tables yeah. and asking me well, a question. Well, this is Yay Sally's show now. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? My favorite project, besides that wire in the park. Thing. Oh, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say it's the ballpark Frank one. I know, I know. That one was so fun. Yeah. So let's talk about a project from start to oh finish with this one. Do we have enough time? Yes. So <laughs> six months in the works. In advertising, you start with the creative brief. And we kind of talked about this in Chad's interview. Yep. yep. Anyway. Yeah. So for this one, I think the brief was <laughs> summer's coming. That's the best time for hot dogs. Everyone's yep. grilling hot dogs. What can we do for the summer? So me and Ye, and we were also working with Marcos at this time. So one copywriter and two art directors. Mm -hmm. And we pitched an idea of doing 100 days of summer. 100 days of 100% Angus beef hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Which would mean that we needed to create 100 pieces of content over the next 100 days. Not even 100 (laughs) days. Like We had like a month to do all that. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. But what was great about that, too, is we were working with a production house. Mm -hmm. And so kind of the flow of this project became we were pitching 10 to 20 ideas a week along with another team that was brought on because the volume of work was just so big. And so we're pitching ideas. And our our creative director team, too. Yeah. So it was like three teams, kind of. Yeah. But not really. And so we would pitch our ideas to that creative director team. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then they would approve which ones were most in line with the brand, what was funniest, what could get done quickest. And we did that every week for like a month or two. Yep. And then those ideas would get sent 
to the production house to actually make. And so Ye and Marcos, they were comping everything. And a comp means like an example an visual. Example, yep. We basically of, just get a bunch of images from online and try <laughs> to make it look kind of decent enough for the client and production and everyone to kind of get an idea of your idea mm-hmm. at the end of it. Yeah. So and you- as the copywriter, I'm writing <clears throat> the words that go in the post if it's on the image and also description the, if we the need thing it. that goes in sometimes there sometimes I don't know words right. I don't know words yeah so and the descriptions helps. of like here's a gif of a hot dog sliding down a mustard slip and slide yep. and doing a flip into a hot dog bun yeah and that's on the copywriter make sure like things are understood too. yeah one thing I didn't really learn in school was that process the process of especially in big agencies was how many levels I have to go through to get our ideas through, which mm-hmm. was kind of mm-hmm. like, why, why, why is it, why do I have yeah. to go through this person now? Oh, the county now is approved. Oh, okay, the client now wants revisions and I have to go through the same process all over again. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about that. Yeah, you want to talk about let's that? Let's do it. Let's talk about that too. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks because, like you said, like I was saying before, your idea changes as long as the process goes. But mm-hmm. at the same time, everyone has their input. And, like, everyone has a role in their job as to... Yeah. So, let's say... So, we have <clears throat> this idea for a hot dog post. Mm-hmm. We have the comp. We have the copywriting. We send that to our creative directors. So, those are the people above us. They have a lot of experience. They overlook a few different... Um, clients and so ballpark is just one of the things they're looking after and they're the ones that go into meetings with the client with the account managers with the project managers the strategists and get a feeling of what the client wants from a creative view and they kind of relay that to the rest of the creatives working Mm -hmm. on that then that same hot dog post if they approve it Oh, let's say that they don't approve, approve it. it. Then we've got to make changes. <laughs> and then we send it back. And then they send it to maybe legal next before it goes to client or the next people. I think a client approves it and then it goes through legal. Okay. Depending on like if we have questions, is this possible? You know, if it's yeah. something risky or anything like that, we, we might have to ask legal. But I've heard, which I didn't know. That legal is very expensive, so they, they only like to do it one time. <laughs> At the very So it's end. interesting to know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so from that point, creative director has the creative asset. <laughs> I lost and my... The, I, lost I, don't, like, I don't even know. So in some situations, they might send it directly to the client if they have a close relationship. Otherwise, they get a batch together the account manager might, would send it yeah. to the client. And then there's that middle person to just get the feedback from the client and nicely present it to the creative so we don't flip out. And, <laughs> then, <laughs> and then we have to um, take their feedback because they're a business trying to do business things and make sales. So They have their objective, so... Yeah, so we have to do it. Mm. So then if once it's approved by the client, so ballpark hot dogs, they're like, yeah, we love that post. Let's do, do it. it. Then it goes to whoever's actually making it. And so there's production houses, and these are the people 
Or production in our own Produ- agency. Yeah. I'm trying to think like be overall how to explain the process versus mm-hmm. that example. Because yeah. that example, we already had a production house. Yeah. But a lot of times you just go to production, they they start talking. Well, maybe you're going to talk to a producer. They can explain that process a little more. But they look yeah. into who's going to who's going to direct it or who's going to Yeah, the producer is, like, connecting a bunch of different dots. So then if this is a GIF, we need someone to animate it. So if there's someone at our company that works in production that can animate things, they would do that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they hire someone outside of our company to do that. And then it gets posted through some other channels. From there, I don't know Um, where it goes. (laughs) To be honest, I don't even know who actually posts the stuff. Me neither. (laughs) So, like, here's an asset by... Yeah. I think it's the account. I'll find that out. It I might be different. It's different. It might be account. Sometimes our the agency has access. Sometimes it's the only the because they they get a little weird with giving out their info, which makes sense. Yeah. Too. Because things have happened. Things have happened, which are hilarious. Sometimes. Yeah. Go look. Have you seen? Up. Yeah. If <laughs> you've seen like pickups of like McDonald's just blew up and put this <laughs> sexy image <laughs> it's usually somebody that's that has access from whatever yeah agency used it instead of their personal account mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. <laughs> mistakes happen yeah what else so let's talk about what you do as an art director <clears throat> okay um well I oversee the visuals of everything I when I try to explain it to people especially my parents I'm like everything you see I've had to touch or seen or approve um I work with a copywriter mostly to come up with ideas make sure that the writing is makes sense or like we work together a lot of times with the writing but also visual I also work with the with my writer, and she gives me ideas, and I'm, it's kind of like a collaborative thing, mm-hmm. at least in advertising. But there's also different types of art directors. There's the art directors that are more design based, and they work with um, movies, and they do all this, which would be awesome to do one day. But <laughs> um, art with with advertising, we we work very close with a a copywriter. And uh, I work also with a graphic designer or a designer. I work with it's it feels more like a team project. Mm-hmm. If you don't team- hope you like those group projects in school because they're following you for the rest of your life. It's basically your job to do a team project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what it is. And everyone has their roles, and it's now you're getting paid for it. So and you're. Your life is more depending on it than if you were in school. <laughs> um, so it's it's basically like a team project. But art direction, I always oversee all the... I come up with ideas visually, mostly, and then I also work with a yeah, copywriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and once you get to an agency, make friends with everyone. Because yes. we would always ask like designers, like, hey, what do you think about this or this? And they're not officially on our project, but they would just give us advice. Yeah, so like that... one of my biggest mentors was a the senior designer. And I always be like, hey, what do you think of this? She'd be like, it's horrible. The kerning's wrong. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I cry at my desk. <laughs> uh, but like she would always know, like have her vision of like, this is the right way of doing it design based wise and I'm mm-hmm. like okay cool I'll apply that to my to my work and then 
um, I would always ask for help and everything. That's the one thing I would always say too. Like always ask for help, make friends, and everyone's there to help. Like no one, no one's there like to make sure you're doing your job well. Like everyone yeah. wants to help each other out. It's not. Mm-hmm. At least in my yeah. experience. And if you get too competitive and don't want to help people, people recognize that real fast yep. and they don't like you. And you got reputations spread very oh fast. Oh, my God. Our industry is so small. Everyone knows everybody. It's mm-hmm. really weird. Even if you're in a different <laughs> state. It's, it's also very weird in New York. Like Literally everyone knows. It. Mm-hmm. And so you have to keep that in mind. Our direction's a great job. I know. It really is. I'm so lucky. Yeah. Like every time I go home, I'm always like complaining about stuff or whatever. But you got to step back and realize you're doing the cool job that a lot of people don't get to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm very blessed in that way. Yeah. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> um, what is something someone who wants to be an art director one day, what can they start doing now to prepare for that? I would say just get your hands on everything, like every field. Like I did photography, I did design, and like knowing that I like both kind of helped me realize I liked art direction. But always knowing different mediums, you know, even if it's actually drawing um, or like Photoshop, like master your skills as much as you can. Like the the more the older I get, the more I realize like I really need to get better at mastering my skills because that's very important. I feel like more people come in and they know more and more about it mm-hmm. <laughs> than I do. So know yeah. all the programs as much as you can. 3D design or web oh, design, yeah. like even that stuff now, it's you come out of school and people are like, oh yeah, like that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's really helpful to know. Yeah, I'm seeing the trend now where art directors are required to be able to create final product. Wow kind of things yeah you know and so like a lot of times you are creating the final visual mm-hmm. for a social post oh yeah for sure for that, a social you know? post but i wouldn't like the to think about that as a print I'm like, yeah well, not like a video or yeah or a ad, video yeah but, but for social for sure they're gonna be asking you like mm-hmm. make sure the specs are right or make sure the sizing is this um the size of the pro of the the post is right and all that and you're like oh what is that let me switch let me google this really quick so yeah mm-hmm. knowing that stuff is really important mm-hmm. so work on your skills yep. i would say also start developing your taste like just look at design look at different visual things and see like why do i like that or why don't i like that yeah. or do other people like that yeah and just and your, change can, your taste can change, too. Mm-hmm. Like, when I first started, I was all black and white. <laughs> and everything is super cool and black and, black and white. And now I love color. And I've realized I've loved color forever, but it's just... It's the Miami in us. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Now everything is all colorful. At least my portfolio is all color and vibrant. And I'm like, yeah, this feels more me, you know? But... If like I, I design always changes just like your taste does. So. Mm-hmm. It's true. Do you have any influences? Like, what got you into the creative field? You know, when you have childhood memories that you don't remember until like one day, you're like, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> uh, my first word was artista, 
artista, which was it means artist. Aww. So my first words was artist when I was a baby. And I didn't even realize that till recently. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> like, I, my first words was artist. That's insane. Right? Because he would, he would lift me up and then he would be like, oh, like, you're an artist. Like, you're, mm. you're like a star, you know? Yeah. In Spanish, it means more like you're a star. Yeah. Um, so I think it was always been like in my mind. Like, I always didn't really want to be, have a normal job. I always wanted to do something that was more interesting. I always loved my imagination growing up. Like I always like I don't want to lose my imagination. Like that was my one thing. I was like third grade, like hey, study, whatever you do, don't ever lose your imagination, your career. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because Such I always foresight. I would always see like adults like just doing the everyday, like doing being adults and I always had this imagination that I was like, if I lose this, I'm gonna not be myself can we talk more about you moving from cuba to miami to new york city that's crazy how has all that been for you like a movie my life's <laughs> a movie <laughs> can i tell you that when i first met yay she was like i won the cuban lottery to yeah. move to miami and i've also won like three pitches so i'm lucky i'm a lucky charm you should keep me around it's like okay <laughs> I have so much luck. It's serious. like it's luck, blessed, like whatever it is. Someone's watching over me, and I've been, I've always been able to read signs. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, when I was I, that lottery thing wasn't really a sign. It was more like my dad won the visa lottery when I was uh, six years old, and that's what got us this country. But even like the opportunity to go to Miami at school, I. I was in, I was working in Office Depot <laughs> and the night before I was like looking up, I think I told I you a story. story yeah. yeah. I was like looking up, like, should I go to Miami at school? I don't know. Like I'll look it up. And then the next day I meet this guy who is applying to Miami at school, who is now my, <laughs> one of my close friends, Andy, <laughs> shout out to him. He's like won like 20 lions or something now. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's. And he was like, yeah, I'm applying. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm trying to think about it. He's like, yeah, you should do it. It's cool. And like those little signs, I always kind of like my gut feeling. I've always kind of gone through that. When I was 18, it was when I decided I'm going to move to New York. My parents were like, no way. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. No one has ever left Cuba. They never left Miami. So they were like, yeah, you're never leaving. Sure. And that also inspired me, like having someone telling me, no, you can't do this. <laughs> right? Yeah. Doesn't that kind of. It's the power of like, oh, uh, yeah, I can. Yeah, and I'm going to show you how I'm, great I'm going to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm really happy with, with that. Yeah. And my life literally has been such a blessing in that aspect. I could have been in Cuba right now in a communist country with three kids, like. Mm. My life, I don't know what could have been in my life in that if I would have stayed there and I have to had like I feel like because I am here like in the United States it's why I've gone so far like I have something to prove like my parents were I'm living my parents dream you know like my parents were here for this to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> for me to be here you know so I'm here to make them proud as much as I can. Okay, let's just cry <laughs> for a second. Yeah, it's very true, though. I feel like my parents, 
this is their dream for me to be doing what I'm doing. Be living in New York, like having my apartment, like doing all the stuff that they've always dreamed of. Me have the best opportunities and representing mm-hmm. them and everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. So yeah besides you just being awesome that's another reason why i love working with you because i'm like just what your motivation is to be here and to be working and what you want to be doing is different from a lot of people and i feel like we connected Mm -hmm. on a lot of levels because of that and just what we wanted to do with our work and so i think that's so important because if you don't have that you're not going to make it through this industry or I feel like any work like if you don't feel like you have a purpose outside of your job you are gonna burn out you're gonna feel like oh why isn't my job fulfilling me it's because it's just a job it's not what fulfills you yeah and so we are able to just do a lot outside of work too Look at us hitting all the, yeah, all we're, the topics. Are we like super over time? It's fine. I, I, I could make cut. two parts. Oh, God, no. <laughs> part one, art direction. Part two, Yaisari's life. <laughs> the but real Yaisari comes out. Yeah, it's so I know. It's, and I, and to be honest, eh, when you go in, when you come to New York, you're all like, well, I'm in New York. I can't believe it. And after the years, it kind of goes away. You just stop looking at the building. You stop realizing how many people you're around all the time. And and the the magic of it drips away. Mm-hmm. But oh, I think the illusion. I think the illusion is more yeah, yeah. the better word. Mm-hmm. The magic of, I'm in New York and I'm doing it. And then That's versus true. like... Now you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to my job. I'm like, you got to realize, like, no, you've made so much accomplishments to be here. And you're in New York. Like, this is the dream that a lot of people don't have. And you got to put that mm-hmm. in perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. Not take it for granted. Not take it for granted. Coming from, like, South Florida, a lot of people don't leave. Mm-hmm. And so it always felt like Miami was the biggest small town there ever was. Oh, Absolutely. And so actually leaving was like, is this the right thing? Is it? I don't know. And here's the good news. You can always change your mind later. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a forever thing. I'm definitely not seeing myself living in New York forever. Mm -hmm. It's not a permanent thing, but it's an essential one in my life. I think I needed to do that check mark. You know, Mm -hmm. I did it and it was great and I learned so much and now to the next thing. Don't put You're, so much pressure on yourself. Don't put pressure, yeah. Of like, if I I have to make it in New York, otherwise I'm nothing. I will uh, never yeah. have a job. It's like, no, no, no. There's a lot of people working in advertising that don't hit the tippy top mm-hmm. and sacrifice their entire lives for yeah. their job. You can be happy and work a job. Yep. I also realized that. I think when I came out of school, I was ready to like, I didn't even want to be a CCO, but I was like, okay, <laughs> if that's the top, I'll be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I had so much like, I'm going to do it. And I realized now everything that I'm learned in advertising, I can apply it and put it into anything else I want and then mm-hmm. be like the best because of all the skills I've learned yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. From when it comes to working in a team, 
managing projects, having the eye for like art direction, writing. It's just so many things I've learned that I could literally run my own business right now and yep. things would be great because of it. So apply those skills and take them wherever you want. Truth. Truth, girl. All right. Is there anything else we should talk about? I don't know. Otherwise, I'll get to the final two questions. Oh, God. There's two more questions. And then that's it. <laughs> an hour later and that's it. <laughs> it's been an hour? Yeah. But it's been more. <laughs> no, it's only been an hour. Okay, okay. Oh, man. Let's so. do our number one piece of advice for people who want to get in advertising. Okay. For be- Or like, now that we're in advertising, <laughs> what's one piece of wisdom we can share it's just advertising. That's a good one, right? Yeah, that's good. Like, don't Along stress it lines. out. Everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, all this. Do you remember what you stressed out about three years ago? I don't. No. Nope. <laughs> really. If it's personal, maybe I remember it. But if it's work, I don't even remember. I don't, I'm looking at my book and or my, the work I've done, and I can't even point out the years that it's been. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what year did I do this? I don't know. So don't take it too hard. Don't. It's just advertising, and it's gonna be all be fine. Yeah, no one's life is depending on mm-hmm. your ad. Yeah, my piece of wisdom would be along the same lines of just be realistic mm-hmm. about what you're about to get into. At the end of the day, it is just a job, and also know you have to start from the bottom. So many people are like, I want to just like, you know, be on the creative directing side of things. I was like, okay, maybe 10 years into your career, you'll be a creative director. But that's not where you start. Exactly. You have to learn a lot to get there. You got to earn your stripes. Mm -hmm. So just know you have work ahead of you, just like in any other job. Yep. All right. Preach. Final two questions. Oh, I thought that was a... Nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> I thought that was one. Nope. Okay, cool. First one. I'm scared. Okay, I'm scared. You got this. Okay, go. How would you define creativity? Oh, my God. I've been thinking about this. Okay. <laughs> I think it's what drives us. It's everything. Ooh. You know? If humanity wouldn't be here if you think about it if it wasn't for creativity if it wasn't for the wheel if it wasn't for the light bulb if it wasn't for all the stuff that was invented like we wouldn't be here and that's all creativity Mm. we all have it in us it's all in us it's just not a lot of us can't work at it (laughs) and it's a lot of work to be honest to bring it every day and bring your a-game when it comes to being creative and stuff but i think it's all it's it's in it's in us. Like I said, when I was in third grade, I didn't want to let go of that spark, and that was the spark that I always is creativity. It's having the imagination. It's having like curiosity. And yeah, it's the thing that drives us to keep going. Love it. Second question. I have snaps. 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 <laughs> I just she's snapping for I got, herself. I, I gotta put the beret. I gotta. Oh my gosh, she's wearing this pink beret. Yep. She looks like a little artist hippie cartoon. Art directed. whatever you're imagining of a cartoon artist in france but pink all over that's what she looks like right now cuban (laughs) and second question uh what do you want to pass on to the next generation so like back to what i was saying about 
schools and the arts. Like arts could actually be a career and thing uh, that you can live off of. It's not thing. It's not something that we thought about when we were growing up as much, but now it's more and more relevant. Like we need creative people in every field possible, from banking to I don't know. I don't know that's the first one I thought about. <laughs> Accounting, yep. like, oh, it's okay. What's the thing? Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's in every field, you need someone to think of creative ways in. And that's uh, why this podcast is so great, because it's introducing everyone to all these creative jobs you never heard about. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's your $5. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I think it's my advice is to, uh, to really think about what you want to be. But also, don't stress it. You're probably 18 and things are going to change. Everyone changes and don't stress it. If you don't figure it out when you're now 18, you're probably going to figure it out along the way. So it's going to be fine. That's right. In yeah. college, I thought I was going to be in film. Then I did portfolio school. Oh, I yeah. thought I was going to be an art director. Changed copywriter. Did we that. All... Changed around kind of what I did even after yep. that. I don't even see myself doing this for the rest of my life either. It's like, it's okay to change as you go. We all change and develop it too. Growing. Different beans. Thank you, Yay. It's been nice to talk. Thank you so much. And catch up. Yay. Yay. I'm so happy I did this. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Yay. I love you. Aww.